This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Alvina, it's me. I've just discovered the most amazing thing. It's called Shaker and Spoon, and it's a subscription cocktail service. I can learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right here at the office. From now on, our Scrabble Nights will be even more fun. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes, developed by world-class mixologists. All I need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and I have all I need to make 12 drinks at home. That's seven for me and five for you. And it's just 40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle. That is much cheaper than Vouv Clicquot. Unless we get Joey and Salvatore to raid a van again, of course. Oh, and you can skip or cancel boxes any time. My first shaker and spoon box just arrived. What do you say we start our Scrabble session a bit early? I'm already shaking. P.S. Alvina, if you want your own set, you can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com forward slash Amelia. Do you also want your Scrabble Nights to be even more fun? Well, as an Amelia listener, you can simply visit shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia and you will get $20 off any length subscription. The discount will automatically be applied when you check out. Host your first Amelia listening party or give a subscription to Shaker and Spoon as a gift to a friend or family member. Once more, that's shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia. This episode is dedicated to Alison Throw, who will ride a unicycle off Brighton Pier and come back as an avocado farmer in California. Enjoy the episode. Where the hell are we? The end of the bloody world. A moment ago, we had the coastline on our left. Now it's on our right. How can you tell? In this darkness? Are you navigating by the stars or something? The lighthouse over there. Oh, great. We're in a car, and you're using a lighthouse to navigate? What's next? We have to trim the sails? Hmm? Oh. We must have taken a wrong turn. I just can't believe we lost them. We were right on their tail for hours. Yeah, shit happens. Shit happens to shit drivers. Yeah, watch it. It was not my fault. Those sheep decided to cross the road in the middle of the night. Mow them down, I said. Mow them down, but no. WWF Ambassador Christopher Haynes over here decided, no, we have to wait, sorry. Oh, God, you'd have done the same thing. I would have put my foot on the bloody accelerator. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Because when I was the one driving, that's what you told me to do. Remember? Mowing down a flock of sheep isn't exactly discreet. They'd have spotted us. I, I can't believe we're discussing this. <laughs> <gasps> Look! What? Oh, oh 
over there. So it's a light. Is it a cottage or something? No. No, it's a campfire. So? It's them. Or it's a bunch of German tourists on a hiking trip. Well, it's worth checking out. Parking inside a bush. Great. Should I pay for parking? I mean, I'll roll down the window and beat my car against the bloody leaf. Cole, there are three people by that fire. Two with smaller frames and one giant. Really? You, you can see on that? I'm sure of it. Now, let's, let's crawl over there, hide behind the shrubbery and eavesdrop. Didn't we have any long-range listening equipment in here? Oh, we didn't bring anything, did we? It was pure luck Dougie had a car in central London, or, or we would have lost them after Covent Garden. I thought Dougie said that this car was fully stocked. It has the disguises. Yeah, great. Look, there's, there's 14 different moustaches in here. You can choose between Albert Einstein, Charlie Chaplin, Freddie Mercury, Burt Reynolds, Salvador Dali, and... Frida Flipping Carlo. Let's put them all on and hope we look like a shrubbery. Huh? Come on, let's get out and crawl. Oh, Project, created by Philip Thorne and Ostend Uzbek Braga, with sound direction by Frederick Baden and sound design by Adam Raymonda. Episode 62. Dear Child Has Many Names. The Present. Oh, this has been fun so far, hasn't it? I think it has. You're a very captive audience, I must say. What do you think, Jackie? Are we having fun? Sure. This is ace. Great entertainment. Brilliant storytelling. Inventive. Detailed. Surprising. Fantastical. What do you mean by fantastical? Well, it's all made up, isn't it? I thought we had agreed to come here so I could tell you the truth. Absolutely. And so far, you are not upholding your end of the bargain. Am I not? What do you think, Jackie? Yeah. Yeah. You've brought us to a random, empty field on a freezing cold night. And you seem to believe that if we just light a campfire, we will believe any old bullshit you serve up. I swear I have not told a single lie since we sat down here. <laughs> That's Ridge. Remember that very first story you told us? Ah, yes, Ross. <laughs> no, back in London. Right after you woke up and got out of the body bag. Remind me. You told us that you'd founded a clinic in Istanbul. With Behram, your husband. Hmm, 
You told us a fantastical tale of how you'd lived your life swapping faces with people and had seen the world from behind more than a hundred different faces. A tale more fantastical than Ross, Elvis, Hitchcock and his double? Perhaps not. But you admitted there is no Ankakushu. When we spoke to Miss Kennedy, you called the story Istanbul shit. Oh yes, I did. I was very pleased with that pun. If there is no facility of medicine in Marmaris, if there is no face swapping, why should we believe your story about aliens and doppelgangers and the ghost of freaking Elvis? We figure everything you've been telling us has been bullshit. Impressive bullshit. Beautifully crafted and captivating bullshit. But still bullshit. So, are you... Going to come clean? You need to understand something. And what is that? In my lifetime, I have heard so many stories. Sometimes it is hard to tell which story is mine and which belongs to someone else. I get very involved in the stories I hear. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. You are trying to tell us. That the whole story about having a hundred different faces happened to someone else? And you imagined it happened to you? It may have happened to me at a different time. Keeping the years apart can be hard. How are we to believe anything you say if you can't keep the facts straight? I apologize for that. But I'm confident the stories I have told by the campfire are correct. To make sure I'm not misleading you... I have chosen stories that are attached to specific moments in history. We helped Ross in January 2001, two days after the inauguration of George Bush Jr. Thuggy Trashmouth's case took place in the late 70s, at the height of the punk era, and Elvis Presley is hardly a man you would mix up with anyone else. Similarly, Alfred Hitchcock was an icon of his time. And when he visited me in my motel, he was shooting strangers on a train, which would place the encounter firmly in 1951. You see, I have taken care in the stories I have selected for you. I could have told you about the death of Sven Johansson or Alberta Bettini, but did their deaths happen ten years ago? Or twenty years ago? Or a hundred? Who is to say? Sven lived in a 19th-century apartment block in Gothenburg and always wore a classic three-piece suit. Alberta lived in a small Italian village, untouched by time, and rode a rusty bicycle. The aesthetics surrounding their deaths would have been the same had they happened at the end of the 20th century or at the beginning, or even before. Oh, yes, of course. Before, because you've lived for how long exactly? Three thousand years, give or take. (laughs) Oh, wow. Just, wow. You are taking this to new extremes. You saw the deer, did you not? Yes. And you heard my story about patience? Yes. Mm, The deer was some sort of trick. And as I said, I don't trust your stories. I gave the deer my last drop of patience to extend its life. 
Jackie, you are not seriously buying this. You saw what happened to the deer. There are other explanations. This case has been weird from the beginning. You were the one who was on about how strange this case was. Yes, I thought we were dealing with drugs or something, not life elixirs. My friends, there is no reason to fight. We're not fighting. Instead, let us prove that I am telling the truth. How? Are you not part of the world's leading intelligence agency? Sure. Well, then. He's right. We can make some phone calls. Who are we calling? A lot of people. You're right, Mia. We shouldn't believe him outright. We need to proceed with caution. So, let's check the facts. But if he's telling the truth, I mean, this would be the case of our lifetime. And we can live forever. Exactly. I was joking. This is ridiculous. So what? It doesn't hurt to check the facts. (sighs) I suppose not. Let's decide who calls who. Yeah, in the meantime, you don't go anywhere. I have nowhere else to be. So, how old are you? Guess. You don't seem that old. Oh, you know I'm young at heart. Well, you're definitely not an old-age pensioner, nor a teenager. Somewhere in between? I have started greying these last weeks. Well? Well, I can't remember exactly how old I was when Itobal and I met. But the age I was then is essentially the age I am now. Or rather, my body has stayed that age. So, his name is Itobal Kozlovsky? No, no, no. His name is Piotr Kozlovsky. But it used to be Berem Benam. Huh? At one point it was Langston Hughes. Not the Langston Hughes, of course. Different Langston Hughes. Or at least, I think he wasn't actually Langston Hughes. Anyway, before that again, he was Chingling Fu. Or was it after that? Oh, I forget. He has had so many names over the years. (laughs) Dear child has many names. That's what they say in Sweden. So, when did he become Piotr Kozlowski? To be honest, I don't remember. Really? Really? Oh, Captain Deadeye. That was another one of his names. And Itobal? Yes. When I met Kozlovsky, his name was Itobal of Tyre. He was born in Tyre, you see. Though once he started traveling the world, he became known as Itobal of Phoenicia. To most people, though, he was known simply as the Phoenix. But that's not a story for now. There's a lot to get through before we get there. You've been through, what, eight decades? How much do we have left? Another eight? Well, you know, this company has been around for longer than that. Yeah, the papyrus. Mm Mm-hmm. And the stone tablets. There are stone tablets? I never saw those. Oh, yes. If you go back far enough, there are even cave paintings. Are you joking? (laughs) Yes, I'm joking. (laughs) 
<laughs> there are there are no cave paintings, no. Uh, but you should have seen your face. How can you see my face? It's the middle of the night. Well, you should have heard your voice then. <laughs> no, no, no cave paintings. Wait, but tablets. Uh, well, yes, when we started this company, paper wasn't invented. So you and Kozlovsky, Itobal, started it? Oh, yes. But, as I said, we're not there yet. We have to do this in order. By which you mean backwards? Yes. It's the only way I can do this. Fine. Let's move on to the next story, then. Going backwards. As I was saying, we were in dire straits when we first met Amelia Earhart. Hi. This is Agent Jackie Williams from CIA. Could I speak with the Director of Assets at Area 51? Mark? Hi, it's Mia. How long time no see. Yes, I do miss the soft power department. The best parties in the whole CIA. This is Agent Williams with the CIA. I need to speak to someone with knowledge of plumbing businesses in the East Midlands. You had a hand in a lot of punk rock work in your day, didn't you? Williams. Agent Williams. I need some information about British efforts to stop the Germans' nuclear program during the Second World War. I also need someone to give me some insights into the who's who in Hollywood right after the war. Do you think I should talk to Betty or Charles? Uh, do you happen to have heard about a company called Mrs. Plum's Plumbing? So, Mark, have you ever heard about a punk rocker named Buggy Trashmouth? Don't give me that tone. We are allies, the UK and the US, MI5 and CIA. I just need some intel on... Wait, don't put me on hold. Betty? Hi, Mia here. Quick question. Do you know if anyone with the name Piotr Kozlovsky worked in special effects in Hollywood in the late 40s? I was saying we've just been collaborating on a case. The Amelia Project. Northcott, yes. She specifically said no, MI5 should cooperate for with any us. questions. He was just a prosthetic specialist. Yeah, he's linked to a case I'm working on. I appreciate on. that as a local historian, you don't get a lot of these calls. But, believe it or not, information about Mrs. Plum and her plumbing business is of international importance. Thanks, Betty. If you could look that up, that would be fantastic. I know the Amelia case is closed, but this is not linked to that case whatsoever. Agents Cole and Haynes? I have no idea what they're doing. This is a completely different case. Are you transferring me again? Yes? Did you find anything? What did you find? A local plumbing business of importance to the CIA? It beggars belief. Well... I suppose there's no harm in sharing what I know. There was indeed a Mrs. Plum's plumbing operating around these parts for several decades. They were based out of Plum Manor, of all places, a peculiar office for a plumbing business. Nothing much to say about them outside of that. Well... There was one other striking thing I guess I should mention. Mrs. Plum was a keen amateur 
aviator. Her aviation extravaganzas at the summer really trade like the spectacle. I was lucky enough to catch a few of them myself. Thuggy Trashmouth. Yeah, I know the name. Terrible music. Never a big player. But he did make the headlines briefly when he was booed off stage for singing Elvis covers. Weird guy. L listen, Mia, when you're back in the States, maybe we could grab some beers down at the Texas Roadhouse? Just just a couple of cold ones, you know? Uh, let's see. Kozlovsky. How do you spell that? Uh, never mind. I'll try a few different ways. There we are. There's a P. Kozlowski mentioned in the makeup department on the terror from beyond the grave. Then there's a P. Koskolov doing monsters and masks on Killer Rabbit's Revenge. Peter Kozlov is billed as a special costumes maker on Voodoo Man in New York. And the initials PK come up a lot. There's a PK Wonder on Fear of the Fog Phantom, a PK Marvel on the dreadful freak show, and just the initials PK by themselves on Invasion of the Flying Discmen. The only mention of Mr. Peter Kozlovsky is a thank you on... Ooh. Ooh, this one's kind of an outlier. It's Birds. By Hitchcock. <laughs> you can look it up yourself, honey. What? No, I'm not using some secret archive. I'm just on IMDb. Hi, Jackie is it? This is Sean, Director of Extraterrestrial Assets at Area 51. Listen, on the record, I am only responsible for meteorites and moon rocks. You understand? Off the record, though, I can confirm that in 2001, we lost a very important asset. One of our most prized possessions. Off, off the record... That piece of rock died a very messy death. Listen, I don't know what you're working on, but a piece of advice, if you ever start collecting moon rocks, don't serve them chocolate. Hello there. Agent Williams, is it? I understand you wish to submit a formal request for the release of certain restricted material from the MI5 archive for use in an ongoing investigation. Well, it has been approved. Just be aware, this request is being logged. What do you need to know? Oh, you mean Operation Dead Eagle? Well, it was led by Sir Hubert Hathaway III. Yes, it was very successful. No, Sir Hathaway disappeared after the war. Presumed dead. I don't have any more information about him, I'm afraid. May I ask what this investigation is for? Classified, of course. Well, have a splendid rest of your night, Agent Williams. So, do you believe me now? <sighs> Everything you've told us checks out. Apart from that clinic you allegedly ran... Kakushu. Uh, Turkish bureaucracy is not famous for accurate record keeping. But you admit the story about how you became Pyotr Kozlovsky was a lie. I cannot vouch for its accuracy, but I still hope we have established a level of trust. 
Do you trust me? <sighs> Reluctantly. Mia? 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 Mia, we have to move forward with this case. And it seems like right now the best way to do that is to trust this man. <sighs> sure. Good. Tell me this, Ben. How did you get the name Kozlovsky? I assume it's not your real name. You know, I truly cannot remember. Hmm. I can continue the story instead. Go ahead. I will tell you about Amelia Earhart. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Now, Amelia Earhart was a very special woman. Stay tuned for the epilogue, but first, the credits. This episode was written and directed by Einstein Braga with story and audio editing by Philip Thorne, sound design by Adam Raymonda, and music by Frederick Barden. This episode featured Benjamin Noble as Haynes, Torgniji Ondero as Cole, Hemi Yeroham as Kozlovsky, Erin King as Mia Fox, Jordan Cobb as Jackie Williams, Julia C. Thorne as Alvina, Alan Bergen as the interviewer, Leila Katib as the historian, J.K. Robbins as Mark, Caroline Minx as Betty, Adam Raymonda as director of assets at Area 51, and Helen Doty as the MI5 officer. This was the last episode of Season 5, Part 1. We hope to be back with Part 2 next year. If you'd like to help us with that, then please do consider becoming a Patreon supporter uh, from just $2 per new episode. We won't be collecting any more pledges until we come back, but you can still sign up now and it's a great encouragement to us. Uh, every time a new patron signs up, I get a little ping on my phone and it makes me so happy. Um, so you'll really be motivating us and uh, you'll be ready to support us as of 2023. Thank you to all of you who already support us, and as always, a shout-out to our super patrons. That's Heat312, Rodney Dulligy, Jem Fiddick, Alban Asant, Amelie and Alison, Stephanie Weitenhiller, Rafael Eduardo Vifasverastaki, Ashlyn Brand, Alison Throw, Patricia Bornwagner, Megan Mighty, Dr. Insanity, Bryce Godmer, Grace Collum, Cliff Heisinger, Michael West, Tom Putnam, and Diana Berchenbritter. Until we're back, you can get Amelia News by following us on Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram. And now, the epilogue. So you see, all of that was a new direction for us. We could not run the company by ourselves anymore. We needed someone to bring us into the future. And who better than a woman who had embraced modernity and even pushed the boundaries of what was deemed possible. Amelia Earhart transformed the Brotherhood of the Phoenix forever. And I don't just mean by introducing us to her favorite hot beverage. Wow, she introduced you to Coco? She loved to drink Coco among the clouds. What a story! So that's why you're called the Amelia Project? 
We needed a new identity. It only seemed right to name ourselves after the woman who saved us. Did we... Did we just miss the story about the origin of the company? Shush! We missed everything! But we found them. And the Americans will never tell us what they know. I guess not. Hot, steaming, sticky, boo, fuck. If Amelia Earhart saved you, she is not the beginning of the story. Not at all. The story started long before that. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, Moonbase, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, the bits they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart was on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, no amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta Out.